Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented side chick, Miss Southern Chef. <laughs> sides. Uh, sides, chick. Yeah. The, the, the S, S is, is important. important. <laughs> you got to stress the S and sides. <laughs> I guess you're right. That would be pretty bad. Maybe I need to redo that intro. <laughs> and we got Tyler on the board. How's it going, y'all? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm the main chick and, and the side. And the side chick. <laughs> That's what you throw in your balls. <laughs> so, Shell. How's your day going? <laughs> Good. Uh, a little later in the podcast, we're going to interview uh, Bree from Elda's Kitchen. Yeah, that's they cool. have that's a, a cool. line They're of lined sauces. up to come yeah. on and talk about talk about some different sauces and things that are out there. They sent us some to try, and we liked them. So I was like, "Hey, let's talk to them about their products." Yeah. Um, but first, what else are we talking about today? I thought we'd talk about you and your catering jobs. I don't do. First <laughs> off, I do not do catering jobs. I've done catering jobs. And it's not, I mean, they're great. There's great money in it. It's a lot of work, but I'm not a caterer. Yeah. I'm a talk on a podcaster. <laughs> I'm a make a YouTube videoer. I'm a barbecue guy in general, sometimes compete still, but I'm not a caterer. So if you see me out catering, somebody's done twisted my arm some kind of way. So. It's not for money. I don't do it for money anymore. We have before. <laughs> I have before. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I respect those guys that do that. Heck yeah. It's a lot of work. There's a guy locally, Scotty Smokehouse. He's yeah. killing it. He has you a, can't get in. With, yeah. You can't, Scotty's a buddy of mine, and he is. I mean, he has grown his business. Wow. I mean, it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. And he's got. If he could, he could triple, quadruple his employees. Yeah. And still would not have dates open. It's hard to get in with them. Catering's wide open. Yeah, he's he's he could give a master class on yeah. building a catering business. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But last Friday we did a catering job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't consider that. You know, I don't consider it catering. You tell me we're going to talk about catering today. That's the first thing I say is I don't cater. I don't know why we're talking about catering because I don't cater. I don't well, want people to get the impression that I cater. Well, you, we put some pictures on Facebook. Yeah, I don't know whose idea did. that was. How many t- how many people have hit you up for catering? Oh, a ton, yeah. Just I mean, it constantly started. So like, you? I don't I don't cater. Sorry, I can refer you to some caterers. I got a buddy named Scotty. He's got a great <laughs> catering business. See if you can get in with him. So, but last Friday we did we cooked heavy <clears throat> would you heavy apps. That's what it was. So two hundred. So we've got some friends that uh, own a seed company. Um, Locally here in Memphis, it's called Local Seed, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And they sell, you know, of course, they sell seeds to farmers. And that's what this was. This event was about they had. But they also sell food plot seeds. And that's how I got to know them because I was buying seeds to and plant in our food plots. that's how right? we ended up catering. Yeah. And, and so I, that's exactly, you, you get yourself into these things. <laughs> and so they do, every year in Memphis, they do this big gin show. And think of it as a boat show car show, uh, you know, trade show. Basically, it's a trade show for farmers. Yes. Where you've got all these vendors that come out. They're showing them the new combines, the new, you know, seed that's coming out. And it's kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal. I didn't realize it. Like, I'd been to this thing. It had been years since I'd been to it because I had a a buddy of mine's dad had some tickets because their family were farmers. They were like, do y'all want to go to the gin show or, you know, tractor show is what they were telling me it was. And I was like, man, we'll go down there. Act like we're farmers, walk around, get up in these kind. Con- I just wanted to climb on some tractors and combines and stuff. <laughs> you didn't have anything going I didn't on. Have anything day. going on that Saturday? <laughs> so we went down there, and this has probably been thirty years ago. You know, I was yeah. you know twenty one. There was you know it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was way different now though, because man. So we did this as an offsite. They have this show for a week, the gin show, and I should have I should have brought Chisholm in here to talk about it. We could have had done a whole podcast on the fiasco that they did because if they party like that every night, it's a wild <laughs> thing, man. These farmers get down. <laughs> because so they on Friday night of that gin show, I guess that's the next to last day. It's like the big the yeah. big party night. They people well, usually go to this during the day, buy whatever they're going to buy, see the new stuff, and then they go out to dinner and they stay all week and they make a vacation out of it. People come from all over to go to it. And companies set up little hospitality types. Yes, and so that's what this was. The Friday night they were doing a, um, they called it like a cocktail party type. It was not a dinner, and that's why they wanted the heavy apps. They just wanted stuff. People could come in. They were going to come after the show, eat some appetizers, 
have some uh, Wiseacre beer because they, they rented out a brewery and have a band or DJ or whatever. And so they needed somebody to do some food for it, you know, and it was just one of the heavy apps. And so Chisholm called me up. and They and got like, that good, good seed. Yeah, they got that good, good seed. Oh, dear, love it. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course, I'll help you out. <laughs> He's like, how much it cost? I said, we ain't talking money. <laughs> like, I'm going to need favors. Trade, yeah. yeah, I need favors. <laughs> I like having favors, you know. There will be a time I will ask well, for that's, that's right. That's right. You that's right. Hey, what about me. what it cost? <laughs> I got the food covered. I can do that. So we cooked a ton of appetizers. So we did, what we do, five different appetizers? Five apps and a big charcuterie and board. a huge, like, yeah, charcuterie, meat and cheese. I wouldn't even call it board. It was a display. Yeah. And that's what we did. And we showed up and uh, so you tried set to. all that up. And then, and then the people started coming. And so what did, what did they start? Five o'clock? And we were only there from like 5 to seven thirty eight something like yeah. that. But this thing must have went on all night. But these people showed up and you would have thought it was... These were not farmers. There's a women's and sequins dresses and felt dressed more like the, a the, club. They must have had some money to have the women they had because there was, <laughs> and this was all. You know, so I think what happened was okay. I figured it out. The dads on the farms and got all the money, and then they got their kids going to the gin show, letting them party and doing all yeah. that stuff, and they ain't cared nothing about. They're that. like, ah, y'all go on. But they threw down. I mean, it was it was it was going on. It was you know? a club almost. Yeah. It was not what I expected. You went in the restroom one time. You was like, it's like being in a nightclub. All the women was in there, you know, making up and doing all the stuff the women do. I guess talking mess, talking. <laughs> <laughs> but they were. It was it was an event. So um, I was not prepared for that. You know, I was like, wow, I expected to be old muddy boot farmers. Uh, we it was at the Wiseacre Brewery. Yeah, and that that's was awesome. Really facility. cool. Yeah. If y'all have never been to Memphis, and and Memphis has got a lot of great local breweries mm-hmm. now, and they're basically tap rooms. Like they had a yeah. wall. I don't know how many taps they had there. It was probably a hundred or more. But they make all the beer in house, and you can buy. They even have like coolers set up where you can buy their beer and take it home with you. But you know, try you can try all their beer. I, I, you know, it was a great event. Space. I like Wiseacre beer. It's, it's, you know, the tiny you know, It's no Miller Light. Ain't gonna lie. But it's, you know, if you're into craft beer, locally made beer, Tiny Bomb is a, is a, their lager, and it's probably the closest thing to, I you could know, drink that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's got good flavor. I mean, like, I don't, I, see, I can't, I can't drink a, I'm not gonna sit there and drink a 12 pack of that. Of Tiny Bomb? Yeah, but yeah. you give me a domestic beers, you know. You drink some of those, like drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I like, you know, my, my Miller Lite. But anyway, Tiny Bomb's great. I didn't try anything else heavy. They've got some good ones. Yeah. Real good ones. And there's some people that are like aficionados and like loyal to the brand and all that too. And that's, that's great. great. Yeah, yeah. That's your thing. Especially like, for me. Hey, I'm like that with my barbecue. <laughs> but yeah, but y'all go to Memphis and check out Wiseacre Brewery. But it was it's a good. great event space, and they had the nicest kitchen pro, we've ever cooked in. Pro kitchen. They had they had this triple pizza oven, and I'm sure they didn't use it for like what we used to. But we used it as a giant warmer because we had cooked all of our stuff and brought it to the event. So uh, it worked out great for us. We're we going to talk about what all we cooked and yeah. what we did. And all the that. tri tip was. Amazing. So let's. So first off, when I say y'all, I mean Mark. <laughs> Mark cooked that tri tip. <laughs> so we. So we did. So here's what we did. You got. We did these them. little. Everything was appetizer form. You know, kind of served in. Okay, bags. we're gonna go go through the yeah. whole menu. Okay. We did that. The tri tip was kind of like the big ticket item. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that one last. Okay. <laughs> we started off with the bourbon brown sugar chicken skewers. Yeah. Those, and then we did. Um, we did slow slow smoked. Beef street tacos with, with a the little jalapeno, creamy. creamy slaw, like, you know, kind of Mexican-style slaw. Yeah. We did, um, we wanted to have a Asian knot. meatballs. We did, we did like an Asian zingy-type, you know, spicy Asian sauce to meat smoked meatball. We did um, a non-meat dish. We did these herb, chimichurri herb roasted smoked potatoes, little baby Yukons with a creamy ranch, the creamy, yeah, sauce. with a little creamy ranch sauce. Um, and then we did these little tri tip, we did tri tip that we reverse seared and we served them on. We were going to serve them like Christini style, but Christini's were finding <laughs> 200 yeah, Christini's, yeah, and not having to buy ba- uh, baguettes, baguettes and, and make them, make yourself, them yeah. yeah. We, so we so we switched that to uh, nan bread. 
and we cut the damn bread into little triangles and served it with a slice of this tri-tip that was phenomenal and then served that with like this spicy creamy chipotle sauce. chipotle sauce yeah and so that was the main you know the pass arounds i guess you would say and then the charcuterie board was kind of the grazing table and it had a little bit of everything on it did you, did you get a picture of that yeah, it's on that post. I mean, everybody, you know, charcuterie board is basically cured meats, all kinds of different cheeses, dips. It's whatever uh, you want to put pickled on it. vegetables, crackers. And, yeah, and I like the way I like the way you you and Mikey pretty much set it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything with that. Well, you know, we supervise some plate building because <laughs> that's the way you do it. That's what I like about building a big one. You're basically building a bunch of small boards and then arranging it out on your table wherever your party is. And you, and you you're great about bringing these different older pieces of boxes or sprockets or stools <laughs> or whatever and setting them on the table to give you elevation. Yeah. So when you build your boards, you're just setting these on there and it looks like you've put together this 12 foot table of stuff, but really it's all individual things. And it's, I mean, that's, that's pretty, it well, looks awesome. Well, the more you put on there, the better it looks. Yeah. That's, that's the, the whole thing key with charcuteries. Yeah. Um, we took a six foot folding table, just, you know, your regular, Standard six foot, six table. foot, two and a half width, whatever. And we put our regular tablecloth on it, but then we put butcher paper on top of that. Give that rustic feel. Yeah. And then we just kind of started layering it on top of the butcher paper. Yeah. Cause you could lay whatever you wanted right on it. Yeah. You know? So we, uh, we built some board, you know, some small boards and had them elevated and set them on that butcher paper. And then we just started putting the meat and the crackers and everything right on top of the butcher yeah. paper. Um, and then, but say a lot of this stuff, like, idea. you know, with, with charcuterie stole. boards, you know, you, you have your core stuff, like your salamis and your pepperonis and your prosciutto and capicolas <laughs> and all that meat that goes with it, but you need filler too. And so we used our pickled products. We used like hummus dips that you can buy at the store. If you want to make them, that's great. Pimento cheese spreads, different, you know, brie, a, wheel, a little small wheels of brie and all of those things, you can just almost open up right out of the package. And I know, like, our pickles and stuff, they were just sitting there, take the lid off the jar, put a little tongue yeah. or fork in it. It's good to go. Well, that way people with know the, what it is. Yeah. You know. And even with the hummus or some of the, the olives, like the different marinated vegetables that you buy at the grocery store, like some of them have these deli bars or they'll have the stuff already packaged, you can take the lid off a lot of that stuff. And as long as it's not, like, all labeled up, like, I'm not going to put out something that's got Kroger all over it. But I don't know. You could. What I did with the hummus? So, so it was okay, Sabra hummus, is, right? Yes. I mean, what's nothing wrong with that Sabra hummus? It's when I used good. to build charcuterie boards, I'd always take whatever it was out of the package that it came in and put it, try to put it in a Ramekin nice thing. Yeah, or a little yeah. serving dish. Or Not something. anymore. Yeah. I just pull the label off like the yeah, Sabra yeah, hummus. Yeah, yeah. Pulled that label off and it just looks like a clear plastic bowl. You set it down. And it blends right in. Yeah. But what you do, so you use different things too. Like we used a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. We used grapes and nuts. berries and nuts. And all this other stuff, and different kinds Every, of and, crackers, and pretty much everything you have on there is edible. Yeah, that's what's cool. You know, one of my favorite things that I just started, I found this year. You started using it at the house, I think. We may have had it the first time at Heath Christmas Heath Rawls's Christmas party, but it was the honeycomb. Yeah, and then, I don't know where did that come from, Costco or somewhere. Yeah, or, but it's it's basically my, a square of my honeycomb. brother gave it to yeah, me for yeah. Christmas. It's a square of honeycomb, and you just put it on a little plate or something, like a little saucer. And you take a knife right there with it, and you cut you off a piece of it. And it is so good with cheese on a cracker and a piece of that honeycomb. Man, it would blow you away. I you was expecting it to – Yeah, thing. I was like, eh, you know. Is this going to be like – Is it going to be waxy? Is it going to be – edible? you going to have to chew on it? No, it melts in your mouth. It was really good. Do you remember that old wax candy? It was like wax Yeah, the big lips, lips or whatever. <laughs> that's what you think it might yeah, taste Yeah, but like. it don't. It uh-uh. melts. It's really, really good. Really good. But the, um, the charcuterie board, I love them. I love a good board. <laughs> you know, Mikey made some and I made some. We were kind of on the charcuterie uh, station. Yeah, yeah, that was and his was like a really nice deli tray. You know, like yeah. the meat was all fanned, fanned out. out and kept, had the, it had like an arrangement to it. Yeah. A flow. He was trying to keep it symmetrical. And then I was making these like charcuterie boards that might be in magazines type stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> If you took a class, it might yeah. look like this one. Yeah. But you know what? Mikey's got eight. Oh, his Nobody was, the first was touching one. mine. They were like, what's all this stuff? You don't mention it. It looked too pretty. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, for to catering, me, that, that's the way to go. And to me, the biggest thing about it is, is pile it on. 
you know, because a lot of that, you don't just keep going. You don't spend, we didn't spend much money on all that charcuterie stuff. I'd have been a couple hundred bucks to make a six foot table for 200 people. Of, yeah. For 200 yeah. people. When you break that down, it's not a big cost because you could, I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff's not super expensive. But that's a, that's a, it looks good. Like it's a centerpiece. Like you, so catering used to be, do you want the, do you want the fruit display or do you want the vegetable display? <laughs> and that's what people did. You know, you think about it, how many weddings or whatever you've been to, where they've, okay, they've got the fruit display. And they'll have some yeah. cheese and yep. stuff with it. But now it's moved on to full blown charcuterie. And that's when you get my attention. You add the meat to it. Now, I don't love cheese and meat. Now, the fruit should be like decorative decor. <laughs> it shouldn't be like you're charging me per person for this fruit display. That ain't yeah, happening. Yeah. I mean, nobody's eating the cantaloupe. Let's get real. You want they the pepperoni, pepperoni wrapped around the mozzarella. <laughs> That's what you want, right? Am I wrong? No. Yeah. I'm not picking up them grapes. Yeah, I'm not eating those grapes. <laughs> That's one not what thing, I'm about. I want the meat. One thing we did do is Sam's Club had it, and it was called Fried Dill Pickle Dip. Yeah. Oh, it was good. It's really good. Mark, Have you had that? Mark's the one put us on. He said, if y'all go to Sam's, get the Fried Dill Pickle Dip. We'll put that on a charcuterie. And that was another one, just pull the top off and set it out. Yeah. What, did you put that one in something? I think I put that one in a bowl. Because it, it was labeled up. Yeah. That's the only time you change it up and put it in something if it's labeled up. But what we found was, so with that with that event, we knew that we weren't going to, because these people were going to party all night. I don't know what time they are going to run them off. But we weren't staying there. We wanted, to, we wanted to leave it to where, once we got through the end of our service, that we could leave them enough food to, for the for the people that had, grazers yeah, late night grazers, grazers. Yeah. after they done drinking all the wise acre beer they drank they didn't <laughs> come back and eat but we wanted to leave stuff so we didn't have to go back and get anything or whatever or stay till the end or stay the till the end and so we a lot of the stuff we used was like disposable type mm-hmm. stuff that looked good where did where did you find all that stuff tablecloththactory.com <laughs> oh for real that's, like, that's where the platters came from the, yeah they they the do a lot of like wedding stuff skewers we used and all that's that. where i get all our memphis and may stuff all our tablecloths. Tablecloththactory.com. It's cheap. Or maybe it's Tablecloth Factory Outlet. I don't know. I, I see don't. emails with invoices. Is all I, yeah, yeah. I was like, who are these? Are we ordering that many tablecloths? <laughs> we don't even cater. I was like, how can we be ordering that stuff? All, uh, all that disposable stuff is just cheaper there for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Cheaper than Amazon and stuff. Yeah. So that was the graze with, for the bourbon brown sugar chicken skewers. Um, you have that, that was recipe. a recipe that I did, and they were super easy. We took... Boneless, skinless thighs that I got a smoking hot deal on from my man Steve at Kroger. <laughs> Probably never get thighs that cheap again. But we cut them in strips long ways and skewered them and marinated them. And for that many, I didn't make up a marinade. Well, we kind of did because we, we started out with it was like a – was the McCormick. It was a Lowry's, wasn't it? I thought it was McCormick. In your recipe, you actually use a store-bought marinade. Yeah, it's like too. a bourbon yeah. brown sugar marinade. That's a McCormick packet. Yeah. We used a bottle this time. I think it was the Baja. It was the Southwestern Baja marinade or something mm-hmm. like that. No, it was the it was the brown sugar hickory or something like that. Marinade. Yeah, yeah, That's what it, yeah. was. it was. And it was in a bottle. And you just poured it over it, but we had to add some stuff to it. We added some, you know, some extra water to kind of thin it down a little because it was a 30-minute marinade, and we knew we were going to leave them in there for hours. We didn't want it to break them down too much. And then we added... You know, some different seasonings and some, I think we put some vinegar sauce in it and marked through some Captain Rodney's or something. I mean, it was like a conglomeration of stuff we soaked all this chicken in. We took them and we stuck them down in like these buckets because we could put them in the refrigerator. And they were food them. service Yeah, buckets, food service yeah. bucket. Yeah, with a clear bucket, white lid, whatever. But it worked perfect. So when we got to the event, um, I Did y'all found pre- a new toy. <laughs> <laughs> I bought So I bought one of these event grills. And I'd seen them before at Sam's Club. It's just like a eight burner, flat top grill. Propane. Propane. Two bottle propane. It's got eight, you know, eight burners across it. It's got a and it's pretty made for big hot dogs, surf. hamburgers, or whatever. The first time I ever saw one of those used when we went to the Bahamas, to, you know, for cooking burgers and cooking pizza. Yeah. And I'd wanted one, but I, you know, I just never pulled the trigger on it. But I, for this, it was a good excuse. It's like, well, we got to go to this thing. We're going to need a grill. So, and we got to grill a bunch of chicken skewers. And y'all had just cooked how many steaks? steaks? We cooked like eighty something, ninety steaks. Ninety steaks. And we had like eight grills. I said, so, you know, so I, so after right after that's when I ordered this thing. I, but they didn't have it at Sam's anymore. Of course, I found one at Home Depot. Four hundred seventy nine dollars is all it cost. That may be the best five hundred bucks I've ever spent in my life. It has a pretty good surface. Area. Yeah, I don't know how long it'll last, but if you did, and if you were a caterer and you did one event with it, it's probably gonna pay for itself. 
Because you can cook a bunch. I love your math. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you got to cook for several hundred people, you know. It's yeah. a pretty good payday. Mm-hmm. But I went ahead and ordered the grill grates to fit it. So we've got grill grates for the whole thing, and you can do some cooking on it. I'm excited. I'm, you, I'm going to see how many hot dogs we can get on it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a theme. Seems to be a theme. theme, yeah. But so we took that grill. That was the only piece of equipment we took. Everything else was kind of pretty. Everything else we cooked. cooked here at the shop yeah. and held it. You know, had it in our cameras. We kind of timed it right and then took it up there and held it in their pizza ovens. But we fired that thing up, and the first we uh, cooked all our chicken. Like, I mean, because this, this was not the reverse low-cooked chicken. We had it marinating. We threw it on that event grill, charred them up, moved them around, you know, got them all done, glazed them a little bit, kept seasoning them, and they were ready to go. Brought them back inside, had them panned up, arranged them. When it, when it got time to serve, we just kind of took an oval platter or round platter. It was a cheap pizza pan. Yeah, that's threw, all. Yeah. And we threw a piece of butcher paper on top of it. And then we just lined them up in like a big bullseye circle and went all the way around it. And off they went. People could grab them and go. That was that was a super easy appetizer. That was a hit, too. That people loved. I mean, I was telling people this is a squirrel. <laughs> I, mean, I was telling them it was all kind of stuff. They, Were you really? Yeah. I mean, I, I was side. drinking wise acre beer. <laughs> See, now that's how you might get me on a catering gig. Because it's like, it's at a brewery. And it's like, yeah, I'll be you on, man. Just, I was like, well. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the first dish. And then we did uh, the street, street tacos. tacos. So what did you cook? Chuck roast? We had, actually, it was a chuck roll. It was like We're 12 pound, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. butcher The butcher shop, Pensacola, Florida. But it was a chuck roll. It was just a regular choice. And we took it and we kind of cut it. So it was like big chuck steaks or chuck roast. It was, you know, they were probably three inches thick. I don't remember how many it made. Seasoned them up, smoked them, and then got some color. We, we did those on the old hickory. No, on the Traeger. We put them on Traeger one morning. We cooked those like Wednesday. Yeah. We put them on there, smoked them. When they got good color on them on the outside, just like you're doing a brisket, took them off, put them in a pan, panned them up with gringo, some Mexican beer, you know, just threw some stuff in the pantry in there. I think they had some hot sauce, like Valentina's hot sauce in it, uh, a can of chipotle peppers and adobo sauce, you know, just that kind of Southwestern flavors. Yep. Onion, garlic, all that. Put the, covered them full, stuck them back on the pit. Cooked them till they were falling apart. Got them out of that juice, strained the juice, shredded the meat, put it in vacuum seal bags, put a little bit of juice back in there with it, and stuck them. We refrigerated them at that point. Well, when it got the day to cook them that morning, we fired up the sous vide. We put all of our bags of this awesome smoked chuck beef in there and just held them at 140 degrees all day. When we went, when we went to the event. You know, we unplugged it here at the shop, went to the vent, plugged it back up. And then when you needed a bag of meat, making these tacos, you just went and got it it out. It's hot and fresh and ready to go. That was awesome. That's one of the best ways I've seen to reheat pulled meat. Oh, man. It keeps it so juicy and so tender. You don't lose anything. It does not air out. Because, you know, a lot of times you just throw it in a metal pan, maybe put some saran wrap or aluminum foil over it. And then when you're going in and out, it's all drying out or whatever. We kept this hot and fresh the whole service. And then for our tortilla shells, we just bought the little street taco flowers and put threw them in the pizza oven kind of at a stack, warmed <laughs> them up. It didn't take a minute. Put them in throughout boats, little, you know, little to-go boat things and put a shell in each one and put some meat in it, topped it with our slaw. Now, the slaw we did, um, we bought the pre-shredded coleslaw from Sam's, the big bags, dumped it in our meat bag. I think we put, like, six pounds of slaw in there three three of the big two pound bags and then we added um a poncho's i call it poncho's tropical tropical whatever tropical anymore what do they call it i think it's dressing? called green dressing yeah, yeah poncho's green dressing which is a local product and i think they're going nationwide with that but it's it's basically a mexican mustardy vinaigrette if you think of it like that, it's sweet, it's tangy, it's got a lot of cumin, a lot of Mexican oregano in it. It's really, really and good. Yeah, it's got like a oil, oil vinegar mustard thing going on, and it's awesome. It makes an excellent coleslaw. We added a little bit of sugar to sweeten it up. Um, but We that's, added mayonnaise, too. And we added mayonnaise to make it creamy. Just some, yeah. And that was Which, it. That and is some one seasoning. Thing. That is one thing. Yeah, that is one thing I wouldn't do again. 
Is because, that mayo? Yeah, the creaminess. It just doesn't, I mean, it tastes great. People, I think the tacos were one of the big hits of yeah. the night. I mean, it all was good. But, but the creaminess just doesn't look that great sitting out on a boat. Yeah, I think the yeah. vinegary, oily one would be much better. Right, yeah. right. Never thought I'd hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, she, well, she would have got the mayonnaise wise. back. She would have got the mayonnaise back in a sauce. <laughs> Like so, yeah. then you could have yeah. took it. Like say, if you would have, yeah, exactly. If you'd have marinated the cabbage or put the slaw together with just the 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 mustardy vinaigrette, well, yes. Mexican vinaigrette, and we put a diced jalapeno, we diced up a bunch of jalapenos and put in it. Yeah. And so, if you'd have had that on top of the meat, and then come back and dress that, because we didn't dress, we didn't that have to be- dress it. Because it was a creamy slaw, you didn't yeah. really need a dressing, but it would have been good to make like, and it would have looked prettier. Yeah, I yeah. thought a creamy Mexican hot sauce. Like, yeah, yeah. With the drizzle. And it would, you'd have had the contrasting colors, yeah. and, and it would have been... The only thing that would have made that wise. better, and if I was cooking them at home or for a smaller group, I would have done pickled red onions and put them on top. Ooh, yeah. For 200... I mean, we're talking... We made 600 tacos. Yeah. That's a lot of daggum tacos. But um, after that, we did uh, the meatballs. And you, these were super easy. We just took... Now, we did not make... 600 meatballs. It wasn't 600, <laughs> it was 400. 400 meatballs. Okay. We did not make, we don't, so everybody got two meatballs, I guess. Yeah. Well, we didn't make that. We we cheated and we bought these frozen uh, members mark meatballs from Sam's Club. They were but they were dang good. They were really good. Put them on, you know, just put them on trays, get them in the smoker. You basically, I think they're pre-cooked even, or to, cooked to a point. They're not fully raw meatballs. Mm-mm, they're they're fully we're cooked. Just, we're just getting them warmed up. You could have popped some smoke it in your mouth on the outside. Like I mean, like I, don't, a little, I don't know little if you'd want to eat it like that. Yeah, like a meat sickle. <laughs> but as soon as we got, so when we got them done, all it was was warming them up, getting them warm, and then we put them in these big roasters, and we made up like this Asian-inspired, if you've ever had Asian zing hot sauce or uh, wing sauce from, uh, was it Buffalo Wild Wing? That was kind of the take on it. You know, it's just a it's a, just a regular General Sal's type yeah. sauce. And it was good, but, and it was spicy, and it was flavorful. Oh, yeah. And you would have thought, like, when we first did well, we're it, pretty much like, mason everybody's. Yeah, it? everybody thought it was too hot. But it really wasn't. But we had them, and so we started in the kitchen here because we had these these roasters warming that sauce. And you'd go in the kitchen, it would choke you to death. <laughs> I mean, the steam coming off it. I guess it was the the well, peppers yeah. in that sauce, was the sriracha or something. <laughs> it, was like, it was just like making pepper spray. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had it in the kitchen. I was like, man, y'all have to turn the vinegar on. This is killing me. I couldn't breathe in there. But when you ate them, they weren't like super spicy. They had a little kick. I mean, it was a spicy Asian yeah, meatball. Yeah. We took them, we skewered those. Um, Two meatballs on a skewer with some sesame seeds. Sesame, and yeah, sesame seeds and chopped up parsley. It was easy. They looked good too. Yeah, and people love the meatballs. I mean, who, who don't like a good old frozen meatball and sauce? I mean, would those have been better well, they had if we cooked in the sauce and they'd absorbed the sauce yeah. too? Really, they it were. It was. It was. They were, they were saucy. Soft. They were perfectly textured. A little bit sweet, a little bit spicy, enough spice to counteract it to where it wouldn't. But there were people, I mean, for that crowd, they were perfect. Would your grandma think they were too hot? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They'd probably been too saucy, too spicy, too salty, everything. But <laughs> I like my food to have some flavors. Someone asked me, they said, excuse me, uh, is all your food seasoned? <laughs> I was bringing that up. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had your purse sardines with you. And I said, uh. Shell about lost it. It, should, <laughs> it. it it takes a lot for her to lose her cool, but but this lady came up like we were the hired, like we were the paid help. That was the problem. <laughs> oh no, that was, was the problem. And working a full blown kitchen, it's like you were supposed to stop and do whatever, and you know fix her order. She, but she said she wanted unseasoned your, meat. Is your food seasoned? I was like, uh, ma'am, what's yeah. my name? <laughs> I've never unseasoned anything. I'm very, very proud to say our food is heavily seasoned. <laughs> heavily seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> First of the- she said, well, what else do you have? Uh, I said, well, we got potatoes. She's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes weren't good enough. <laughs> this is this is. And I said, "Gospel truth." I swear. I was like, well, we got the charcuterie board. There's, you know, fruits and vegetables. You know, all she kinds said, of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any lettuce? And I said, "We do have lettuce." <laughs> and she said, "Okay, I have some sardines in my purse." And I was like, "Okay." So she'll come stomping her back. No, no. Where's that damn lettuce? <laughs> no, this, that's not. And I was like, "Okay, would you like me to get you some lettuce now?" And she goes, "No." Just wait a few minutes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I go back to doing whatever well, I'm doing. Yeah, just, you know, hanging out. I, look, you know, we're not doing anything. <laughs> just waiting on this lady. You know, we have nothing going on. And I don't care if you have dietary restrictions. She might have had surgery. She might have had whatever. Yeah, I that's completely great. understand. I mean, yeah. 
But then a few minutes later, she... Oh, snap no. her fingers at you? <laughs> I'm ready for my lettuce. Where's my lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> like, got an attitude. Uh, <laughs> did she ask well. for something else, too? Like, I could, Yeah. So she wanted some olives and some lettuce. And so we we did have the lettuce. We were using it to kind it of garnish. Garnish. We were garnishing yeah. the uh, chicken skewer yeah. platters mm-hmm. with the lettuce. And so I guess y'all slammed the lettuce out there on the table and gave her this little to-go containers of olives. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. So go eat your sardines and be happy. <laughs> you, don't show up at a catering event that you, you know, and snap your fingers at me and just I wish I was there for that. Man. <laughs> oh, it was classic. It was classic. Uh, and I'd had a all. few. <laughs> a few <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't help any. But did you buy you some sardines for your purse? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. That was my takeaway from that story. Like, why? <laughs> How do you walk around with sardines in your purse? <laughs> she said, well, I guess that's okay. I got sardines in my purse. Maybe she likes cats. Like, I thought I... Never mind. <laughs> that's what you should have <laughs> asked her. You like cats? I like cats. I like cats. They had something in common with her. You could have understood why she had sardines then. Is that how you trap the strays? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, some cats in Now the tri-tip. Okay, yeah. So, and the potatoes were just potatoes. Yeah, they were just, you know. we, we They were herb-roasted potatoes. They were delicious. Them, we tossed them in olive oil, sprayed them with a little duck fat, seasoned with AP and chimichurri seasoned, throw them on smoker. Skewered two of them, made some ranch. We did, we did. It was a creamy yeah. ranch sauce. It was really yeah. good. It was. Really good. Yeah. And gave him a dollop of that to go with the potatoes. That should have been. I there was a the, little baby potato. Do you have any unseasoned potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Plain potatoes. But anyway, so the tri-tip. Now, the tri-tip. So how did y'all cook the tri-tip? I'm going to tell you, these were, I got these from Creekstones. It was a, I didn't, you know, I didn't have time to get them from Kevin or whatever. And I knew that I needed them that week. So I ordered them from Creekstone. It was like tri, 12 tri-tips. These were probably, and I've cooked some really good tri-tips in my life these were some of the best ones and it wasn't just the flavor of them it was the texture of them and i don't know if it's just because of the time of year but a buddy of mine sent me a text earlier that creekstone has those tri-tips on sale now so if you need some i highly suggest getting them they were it was like a filet yes the texture but i think it's more of how we cooked them so we knew that we wanted to reverse sear these tri-tips and we're going to have that event grill out there for searing and so what we did we fired up Smoker here at the shop. We seasoned them up that morning. I think Heavily. Mark. Mark. It was. It was. His, they used prime beef and like hot rub, and there was yeah. maybe a little TX on them, and just let these tri tips set. This was probably, I don't know, two and a half, three hours before we were ever going to cook them. Season them up, stuck them back in the refrigerator, but fired up the smoker, took them out, let them sit out. They went on the pit, and Mark's like, "How long you want me to cook them?" I said, "Man." It's not going to take long, you know, 30 minutes, maybe 45, but just don't take them any further than 115 degrees internal. Cause I knew we were going to have to sear them and I knew that we we're going to hold them all together and they were going to hold for a little while. How many total tri-tips? Was 12. It? 12. It was a dozen. Yep. It was a dozen. So he, you know, threw them on the pit. It, no joke. It was 45 minutes. He said, they're all about 115. So that it took 45 minutes. Yeah. What, yeah. 250-ish, 275? Yeah, I imagine it's 225, 250, something like okay. that. I didn't I didn't ask you what temperature it yeah, set on. Yeah. But that's about right. If I was cooking them at 250, it'd probably take about 30, 225, 235, probably about 45 minutes. Not long. Yeah. And you don't want, you just don't want to cook them. Don't get them to rare. Don't get them to 120. Don't get them there yet. Get them to 115. And then we took them off and put them in a pan, covered the pan in full, stuck them in the Cambro, and that was probably about 1 o'clock. So we left the office at 2.30, I think. These things are still in the Cambro. We were cooking the other stuff. We got to the event, and we knew we were going to cook all that bourbon brown sugar chicken, and it was going to make the grates kind of sticky and stuff, so we wanted to sear our tri-tips first. So we fired up the the vent grill, and it's just a propane grill, mind you, at probably 3.45. Pulled those tri-tips out of the Cambro. They've been sitting for, what, two and a half hours, something like that. Seared them on the grill grates. You know, two minutes, two minutes, got good char on them, stuck them back in the pan, covered them back up with foil after they were all seared. It didn't take 15 minutes to sear 12 tries. I don't even know if it took that long. That's fast. Stuck them back in the Cambro, and we were serving them at five. So we had another hour. So it gave us an hour to cook the chicken skewers. And about three, uh, 4.45, we started slicing tri-tips first. And me and Mark jumped on that. 
<clears throat> and these tri-tips, they'd been held after the reverse sear, and they'd been held about an hour, 45 minutes after we seared them, the hard sear. And I think that was the whole key to them. When you cut them, and, and people, you were blown away. Everybody was blown away. They said, this tastes, this is like filet mignon. They were that tender. They would melt in your mouth. Oh, really, really. I mean, really we cut, and and so I didn't really, I knew the tri-tip was going to be, that was going to be the star of the yeah. show. I didn't know how much. I figured 200 people, 12 tri-tips would be about right. It was way more than we needed because we were getting, like we sliced these things, and I was like, you know, you cook tri-tip, sometimes the tip's a little drier. You don't want to serve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We serve these things from end to end, and we probably got, I would guess, well over 20 slices out of each one that was a portion. And we so, were throwing some big, yeah, big yeah. boy slices. Yeah, on yeah, they, and they were they were fantastic. You could not, I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. And I think the cook you got on them was perfect for mass consumption. Yes, it yeah. was. But shoot, I got I got three in the refrigerator right now that came in yesterday. These did come, Kevin, and these are the the Wagyu's. I'm doing the same thing to them. Are you going to hold them exactly? Yes, put I, the hold in it. You know, like tri-tip's always been like one of the faster cooking little yeah. roast or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm taking that same way. We're going to hold smoke, after the hold, hold two hours after the after the smoke after and then sear. Hold them another forty-five minutes to an hour, and then serve them. So it's going to be a what's that a five a, four and a half yeah. hour tri-tip, which is incredibly long for cooking tri-tips, but it's going to be worth it. I mean, when it I'm comes- going to see that, I'm going to tell. I can't imagine. You know, we've, I've never really just held tri-tip. You know, I've always I've reverse seared a ton of them, but it's like you go as soon as it gets 115, it's working until you serve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get, and it normally takes me about an hour to cook tri-tip. That's about. You know, and I'm. I mean, I do give it a five, seven minute rest before slicing it, but I'm going to let them rest and hang out. Why do you think you you always have this theory of why the briskets in Texas are so good? Because they hold them so long. I think the same thing applies to that for real. And your um, when you cook our beef loin at Christmas, you always end up holding that, and they always yep. end up coming out. That's right. So That's good. right. And you know, a lot of people didn't know what tri tip was. They didn't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't. It's the it's the Memphis. Yeah, they were like, I mean, tip. yeah, it's I unique. Guess, yeah, what do you think like, they thought beef. it was? I yeah. said it's beef. It's a specialty cut of beef. I got some meat in yesterday. Speaking from Kevin, the butcher shop down in Pensacola, Florida. I got Denver steaks. I got more of those Trace Majors. I got tenderloin. I got a whole. I got. I mean, a tri tip. I got a whole tenderloin, and. I got some of these new collar cut, CT cut butts. I, I it was like Christmas. It was like yeah. Christmas. The um, I just happened to look at the Denver steak because I loaded them in the freezer. Yeah, it was like a marble. Like oh, I can't wait. I don't, know, these, these, I don't know if it's going to be recipes with them. If we're just going to take some, I don't know <laughs> if I'm just going to cook them to eat them. But man, I can't wait. Did they buy y'all a fifth freezer? <laughs> hey, I don't know how she got it on the freezer. I really don't. I don't know how. When when Wagyu shows up, don't you find room. Fresh. It's like there's croissant boxes over here, <laughs> chickens thrown out of here. I don't even know if I got the big turkey anymore. <laughs> no, I cussed it, but I left it. <laughs> do we need this 24-pound behemoth of a bird, or do I need this Wagyu beef? <laughs> That's a no-breaker. I know what's going to happen with this turkey. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be dry and terrible. <laughs> it's too damn big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, uh, it's time to bring Miss Brion Ms. from Brion. Elda's Kitchen. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk to her and find out all about Elda's Kitchen and the products they have. So we've got Bree joining us today from Elda's Kitchen. And Bree, we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit and chat with us. How's things going? Uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Everything's going great. How are you guys doing? We're Good. fantastic. It's springtime down here in the south. <laughs> it's, so. it's starting to be, yeah. <laughs> We've got nice Yay. upper 70 degree temperature. It's sunny day, so we're 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 happy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so um a little background about elders. I think uh, you know, from our standpoint. Um, you guys reached out to us a, a while back and were uh, gracious enough to send us some samples of some of the sauces 
um, that that you have, and then so we thought it was really interesting. We love some. We, we love the flavors you sent. I love the design. Yeah, the design. Love Shell the loved whole, the marketing yeah. of it, and we want. And that's why we wanted to have you on today to give us a little intro into Elda's Kitchen and what that brand's about and what your products are about. And we've got some, I think we've got some interesting questions lined up yeah. for you. <laughs> we didn't prep you with any, so so if there's something you don't feel comfortable talking about, just shy us away from it. But yeah, but give us, uh, tell, the, tell the listeners um, what Elda's Kitchen is and what it's all about. Sure. Well, I'm going to start out with a little bit who Elda is and why we picked Elda's Kitchen. So Elda is my Italian grandmother. I referred to her as Nani, and she was always in the kitchen. Um, and she just created all of these great recipes. And really, I credit her for my love of cooking. So it seemed only right to name our brand of cooking and grilling sauces, Elda's Kitchen. So Elda's Kitchen is small batch artisan made in upstate New York. What's really interesting is that we found another family-owned company. Uh, the people that own the plant, you know, they started out with 10 employees, and now they're up to about 50 or 60 employees wow. since we started Elda's Kitchen. So we're really proud to be American-made and to create jobs, especially during the pandemic when it was, you know, it got scary for a little yeah. bit with everyone losing their jobs. So Elda's Kitchen, small batch, artisan made, our flavors are, they just, we have a range of flavors. So we have a garlic and herb, which, you know, that one is great as kind of like, if you, last night I made a seven layer Mediterranean dip. So I use the garlic and herb to just, you know, really enhance those flavors. But then we have something on the total opposite end of the spectrum which is a, it's called spiky and it's a spicy candied teriyaki. Wow. And that's good. Yeah. Like that sounds really good. If, thank you. If you guys love bacon, like I do, that makes a <laughs> fabulous candied bacon. Oh, yeah. Now you're, yeah. you're talking my language now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's one thing we haven't tried. We've tried the Theo's um, Steakhouse. Uh, I like using that one on charcuterie boards or sausage and cheese trays. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a southern thing there, yeah. sausage and cheese board. <laughs> well, it's thick and it's different and it, it goes really well with uh, meat. So I, I like pouring it out and using that. But we haven't tried the the spiky sauce. Well, we'll have to get you samples of that one too. <laughs> um, yeah. So and I'm like, you're bored in my head. I'm trying to picture it. I love that idea. And I'm going to have to uh, borrow your idea there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that is just an awesome idea. Well, we'll give you credit for that when we post photos. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, we always serve a sauce with, you know, some sauces with our, our meat and cheese trays, especially so we do something down here in the South called sausage and cheese. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a smoked or kibasa style Polish sausage. And, you know, we season them, grill them up and slice them up and serve it with different cheeses. It's a lot like you see people do charcuterie with cold um, cured meats. But we, you know, ours are hot. off. We like the hot ones off the grill. So and we just keep it simple, call it sausage and cheese. But <laughs> It's not fancy, but a good dipping sauce goes with it. And that's what, you know, we were, we had those um, different sauces out trying them. And that's, you know, just something simple as dipping a piece of cheese in a sauce or a piece of grilled meat and tasting it. You really get the flavors of it. And that that was what I liked. And I liked the uniqueness of it that you could use them as a marinade too, even. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I will tell you guys is that we are actually, I'm located in California right now, but we're actually headed to Texas. Oh, so okay. I'm excited <laughs> to try all of the things that Texas and the South has to offer. Definitely. Um, are y'all going to the uh, Texas barbecue contest? Is it the Houston going we, right now? No, never mind. We are not. So we are, uh, this will be our first year there. So we're just trying to really get a grasp of the area we are going to be outside of Houston, but now I'm going to look into that. <laughs> I think it's just over. It was, uh, it was just over yeah, yeah, last week. I was getting my that was a huge, up. yeah, the huge Houston livestock rodeo barbecue contest. That's a huge one. In the, okay, yeah. I'm going to have to watch for that next yeah. year. <laughs> so well, right now, currently, where are you distributed? So we are 
you know, our plants in upstate New York. So that's where all of our product is coming from. We're in Whole Foods um, across the United States. On the East Coast, you can find us in Harris Teeter. And on the West Coast, you can, besides Whole Foods for both locations, on the West Coast in California, you can find us at a market that's in Southern California. It's called Lazy Acres. And we're in New Leaf Markets, uh, New Seasons. So we're just in a bunch of little markets, but then we have Whole Foods. And we are available on our website. And Amazon is soon to be up and running for fully with Elda's Kitchen. We are on there currently. Well, that's great coverage, though. I mean, you know, with Whole Foods, that's nationwide for sure. And then the direct-to-consumer yeah. from website, I know that's that's kind of where we started. And it's a that's a whole different animal. You know, when you're talking about having to take orders and, and ship them out yourself, that's a that's a whole different division of your business. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and making sure the bottles arrive perfectly too. That's mm-hmm. where I get a little extra with the bubble wrap. Yeah. yeah. So, so I know, uh, you know, Elda or Nani started to help start the recipes. But at what point did y'all decide to turn this into a business where you were going to make it available for consumers? So, so this actually, this story starts back in the mid nineties, I was still in middle school at that point. Um, and my dad started out, my dad Aldo started out with the Jamaican jerk. And Oh, I was going to say that's was, one of my favorites real quick. Cause I'm a big I <laughs> oh. love, we love Jamaica. We love jerk cooking, jerk style. And that's that, that sauce was great. Oh, I'm so glad you liked that one. That means a lot, especially since you are used to, uh, jerk chicken and like that style of cooking. So I'm glad that you really like that. Um, so we started, he started with Jamaican jerk years ago, and then we had a brand called Marinade Bay. So anyone who's familiar with Marinade Bay, it was sold at Whole Foods as well. Um, it, you could see some of our flavors are the same. So we have Theo Steakhouse now. Marinade Bay also have a Theo Steakhouse. We say that it's the same sauce, it's the same as when we first started. So Elda's Kitchen, we were with a different production company. We just got too small for all of the other accounts that they have. So you kind of just phase out your smaller ones, unfortunately. And that's where we found Brooks Barbecue, is, who is currently making our stuff. Um, and so Elda's Kitchen, it started about let's see, we're going into our fifth or sixth year of business. And so Elda was always in the kitchen. I can still remember her barbecue sauce that she made to put on chicken. And so it was her love of creating good flavors that helped my dad, Aldo, and I create all these flavors. And my dad's always just like coming up with flavors. We have customers come to us and are like, hey, you know, we are doing this promotion around this sort of flavor. So last year during the summer, they wanted a shawarma and a Cuban mojo marinade and we at Whole Foods and we came up with those. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what I like about the uniqueness of it. It's not just geared towards just barbecue. It's more cuisine driven or you can use it for different, you know, international style flavors or whatever. You've got a sauce to fit that mold. Um, uh, you know, across the whole line. And then, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I know all the sauces you have. So if you want to touch on bases on what all y'all have available. Or what's your favorite? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I have to say my favorite. Well, okay. My what's favorite is what favorite? I'm using at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would have to say our Kentucky bourbon. Wow, because, really? You know, it just, it really, you could take it and you can make it the star of the dish. Or you add it and it adds that little extra flavor where people are like, what is this flavor? It's really good. It adds a lot to it. So Kentucky bourbon, definitely. Is it kind of sweet, kind of smoky? It is. It is. And it's just, you know, I, I'm flashing to hamburgers right now because I mix it into the hamburger meat before I put it on the grill. And it just adds, you know, I like to look at our sauces. And I tell people like, this is keeping you out of the spice cabinet, out of the fridge, because there's so many flavors in here. So it just, it makes your dinners quick, right? <laughs> and 
And that's what people like. Yeah, uh, that's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, as you know, everyone's so busy these days that you want flavor, but you also want it quick. And that's where we really step in and help. So where did Theo come from? <laughs> <laughs> so Theo's Steakhouse came from, it was actually a sample sent to a customer and on the label, it said Theo's Steakhouse. It was only going to be Steakhouse, but the customer was like, oh, you're naming it after me. And <laughs> it just kind of stuck. And I think everyone just kind of knows, hey, who wants Theo's Steakhouse? So <laughs> that was, I was, I was, I was, we tried that sauce, like Shell mentioned with that board. I was like, you know, wonder who Theo is. Maybe. <laughs> What's his must story? be a pretty, must be a pretty good steakhouse to yeah. have a sauce named after. <laughs> so I got to ask, yeah. uh, what's your favorite recipe to use with that black cherry barbecue sauce you have? Oh my gosh. So I, well, first of all, if you're going to barbecue ribs, that is like my favorite. Um, but the other day I actually just made meatloaf muffins with the black cherry barbecue. That was one of the first recipes that I came up with. So if you go to our website, you see a bunch of recipes that are just kind of out of the box. And I've actually made a cheesecake using one of our sauces. <laughs> was it like a savory cheesecake or? No, it was sweet. It was with the um, peach habanero. Oh yeah. Okay. I could and get down on that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, my husband's like, oh my gosh, what are you feeding me? I'm like, trust me on this one. It <laughs> is good. <laughs> so, yeah. So really, I'm like, where was I going with that? I started cheesecake and now I'm on dessert. That's how my mind works with all these creations. <laughs> you you so, can't you know, pick out one favorite. I know. I know how that is. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's not just one favorite. There's so many. Yes. There's just, you know, looking, take a look at our recipe. So black cherry meatloaf was one of my original recipe creations that I was like, we're going to take these sauces and we're not going to use them how people think to use a marinade or a finishing sauce. We're going to just revamp them and we are going to make it fun. So every Wednesday I go live on Facebook and Instagram. Is and that under Elda's Kitchen I, for the listeners out there? Where can they, where can they find you on that? Yes. So Elda's Kitchen Facebook and Elda's Kitchen on Instagram. And I go on there and I take our cooking and grilling sauces. Sometimes it's super basic. We've done hot wings in the past, but last night I made a seven layer Mediterranean dip using our garlic and herb. So I just, I want to show people that, Hey, these are more than marinades or finishing sauces. Definitely. And I like how you do that. You actually I did one recipe I saw where it was a wedge salad and you used hot sauce to go with your wedge salad. And I thought that was, or it was a hot wing sauce you used. You used the hot wing sauce to go with that wedge salad. I really like that idea. I'd never seen that done before. I like the idea of making a buffalo wing wedge. Yeah, that's, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Thank you so much. I know I'm always reaching for like the hot sauce. And I was like, how can I incorporate elders? I'm like, we're just going to add it in there. It was super delicious. You know, I love a good wedge salad. Me too. Me too. So how many products are you up to now? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm not even sure. I think we <laughs> are nearing about 20. So we do have our eight ounce bottles, which are the retail size. And we also have a 64 ounce food service size. So some flavors are only in that 64 ounce. Okay. And so I didn't know that was part, you know, a, a division of, of the company either. So you actually sell to, I guess, restaurants, food trucks, um, more of a commercial commercial use, right? So the 64 ounce are actually found behind the meat counter in Whole Foods and other small retailers like Harris Teeter. Uh, well, Harris Teeter isn't small. So Whole Foods, Harris Teeter, but out here we have New Leaf and New Seasons and they're used behind the counter. That's, that's cool. That's a, that's a whole, um, um, you know, market that we've looked at getting into where you can actually sell to someone that's using that sauces in another capacity, other than just trying to use it, you know, for home cooking at home, or yeah. whatever. That's, that's a great idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is. It's, 
you know, my husband is actually, uh, he works at Whole Foods in the meat department. So it's kind of nice. We sync up very well with you bring home meat. I'll figure out how to season it. <laughs> yeah, that's a win. That's a win-win. You know, you got the butcher side of things and then you yeah. got me doing the recipes. Do you have a freezer full of meat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't have the room out here, but we're like, we really need a chest freezer. Yeah. We need to go to these county fairs and just, you know, buy from 4-H or FFA. Yeah. 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 So before we get off here, is there anything else in development for Elda's? So, you know, we're always thinking of new ideas. So just kind of stick around, check out the website, um, because I know that there are a lot of different flavors flying around from uh, the gentleman who takes our ideas and brings them to life. And my father and I, as well as everyone else who's part of the Eldest Kitchen family, we get an idea and we really just go with yeah. it. Well, you know, we, we love the idea that it's a family, family owned, family ran business. And you guys are doing a fantastic job with the marketing, with the recipes, with the flavor, with that's the social. I, the I recipes mean, that's, that's are worth it. going to check out. I yeah. would, there, you have pages and pages and pages of recipes and they're all really great. You know, they're very interesting and different. So it's worth going and check out the recipes. You yeah. Know? So, sure. so we know we could find you on on Facebook and Instagram at Eldest Kitchen. Where else uh, can people find you? What's the website? So our website is www.eldestkitchen.com. And also, if you head over to YouTube and you search Eldest Kitchen, we do have recipe videos on there as well. Some of them are a little bit longer and some of them are those short recipe videos that I know I really enjoy when I'm scrolling social media. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've learned that the short, short content is what people are watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, Bree, it was so nice of you to come out, uh, you know, to, to come on and share, share the eldest story with us today. And we wish you all the best, um, you know, and people can find eldest products at whole foods uh, everywhere. Um, you've got East, where was it on the West coast? What stores? Oh, on the West coast, we are at lazy acres in Southern California, uh, new leaf and new seasons, which are scattered from about central California all the way up to Oregon. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and it'll soon to be on Amazon, but you can go to the website and order too. That's at eldest kitchen. So, yep. And our Amazon is, we do a product on there. It's just, we're still trying to add video and make it interesting for customers that are wanting to buy it well great well thank you so much brie for joining us today it was a pleasure getting to know you a little bit thank you both so much for having me on i truly appreciate your time enjoy your trip to texas yeah and that's get gonna get be some fun there get some texas. brisket <laughs> brisket <laughs> yes, and beef ribs that's what you need to be looking for <laughs> yeah we're relocating down there so i oh, am good, sure yeah. to enjoy texas barbecue <laughs> all right well yeah you're gonna get you're gonna love it i promise you <laughs> have a thank good you one both so much you too bye-bye so that was miss brie from eldest kitchen i really do like their products i mean they've got some great marinades and uh, sauces. If you know, if you want to check them out, go to their website, watch their videos. She'll look up their recipes. You said they got some fantastic ones. Yeah, um, I like her approach to recipes. They're different. She does a lot of burgers, a lot of sandwiches, a lot of casseroles, things like that. I would actually cook. Did anything jump out at you? Just I hadn't looked at them yet. Did anything jump out at you? Yeah, there's a hatch chili casserole oh, that I'm gonna oh, oh. try. I'm a casserole man. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we having that tonight. <laughs> you had to order the products though, right? What, yeah. what products did they use on that one? Do you know? Um, hatch chili oh. cooking and grilled okay. sauce. Oh, they yeah. got some. Yeah. I hadn't even seen all the products. I mean, they had seen us like this little sampler, but I want to say it was only like four or five in it one at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. The one that jerked out to me was the Theo Steakhouse mm -hmm. and the jerk. Just because I thought, you know, I thought those were unique. I like yeah. jerk. So. But, um, one other recipe I wanted to talk to you about real quick. Yeah. Uh, did you see on our community page, the Let's Get to Cooking community page, that someone smoked a rattlesnake? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, it's got to fall in line with the alligator, right? It's like, yeah. Timothy posted it. You can cook it, but <laughs> I want to see. Doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Have you ever tried rattlesnake? No. no. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I've tried it. I've tried okay. mountain oysters. Might as well try rattlesnakes. <laughs> well, look at it. I mean, recently ate uh, deer heart. I didn't think I'd ever do that. And it was delicious. So. 
Rattlesnake might be fine. I don't know. Well, they have they. I don't fried half of it. Eating something that can kill me with poison is <laughs> kind of my. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's like, my question. Is it all contained in the tail? So when you cut the tail off, is that fine, or is it no, no, no? The poison, in the, poison's in the head. Yeah. Like oh, they got glands where they are with behind the, like kind of in the jowls. I think yeah. where all the poison the is. Meat's the meat's just fine. Meat. It's just meat. Mm. But it's not I mean, like a blowfish where you got to like yeah. you know. It seems like it would be awful bony. Yes. Like it's just bones yes. and yes. muscle. I mean, there can't be much to it, and that's my. So if you think of like eating whole fish and all that meat that's around yes. the rib cage that I hate because it's around the ribs and you got these bones, that's the way I think a whole snake would be. And it kind I mean, of looked no, like that. It was yeah. just like a ton of pin bones. Kind yeah, of looking. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not knocking it, but I mean, I'd probably try it. So, <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody doing iguana. No, has anybody put an iguana in the community? Maybe we can get somebody to smoke skin and smoke one of those things. They don't need any ideas. The comments. They do the cook top. them. I think, oh, I'm sure they yeah. do. They're everywhere in Florida. They're falling, they were falling out of the sky yeah. in Florida. They were freezing the trees and just falling to the ground. Uh, the recipe, the, the comments were that the fried rattlesnake was much better than the smoked rattlesnake. I bet. So Anything I, you fry, you can, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can fry something and make it taste good. So I decided, well, I'm going to Google smoked rattlesnake recipes. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot came up. Not a lot? <laughs> there was I want to see. Have you ever seen a rattlesnake mount? The, like, yeah, uh, that yeah, mount of rattlesnake yeah, yeah. will be coiled up and it's sitting there with his head open. I want somebody to cook one like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess the poison would be in that one. Like you just skin that dude head on, everything, fangs open. Like you do the gator. Squirrel it around a chicken or something, <laughs> set it there, <laughs> and cook that snake. <laughs> just like a gator, yeah. <laughs> I got your April Fool's recipe right now. <laughs> Put a squirrel in his mouth like he's skin squirrel like he's done got it. <laughs> I don't know if you cook the poison out of him that way or not. So when you do Google smoke rattlesnake recipe, um, the first thing that comes up is canned smoke rattlesnake. That's got to be a novelty item, right? I thought so, so too. Yeah. You mean okay? So it's some. It's a product. Can you order it on Amazon? It there's multiple brands. Oh no, it's not just one. <laughs> it's not just Little Rattler. <laughs> canned snake. It's very tasty in a mild broth. Um, uh, you can eat it straight out of the can, or you can serve it over wild rice and pasta. I bet you can. <laughs> <laughs> Once you try it, you'll be coming back for more. Can't and if you're tired of regular meats like chicken, beef, and pork, and your appetite is craving something a little more exotic, I would say that's very exotic. Do they have? So here's my question: Are you tired of? Do they eat any kind of other snake, or is it just rattlesnake? It was like a wild game. Type. Yeah, but or, I mean, for that's I'm, I'm just asking. The, the, I guess other cultures or uh, people eat, eat different kinds of snakes. I mean. I didn't go into all the different snake recipes available. <laughs> you gotta be first tuned. off. You gotta be pretty hungry to eat a snake. Like who would? I mean, there's a lot of things to try before I'm gonna eat a snake. That's more like naked and afraid style. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like I'm out there and I ain't ate nothing but these nuts, I berries I found for like 30 days, and I see a snake, I'm probably gonna eat that snake. <laughs> At least I'm gonna follow him and see what he's eating. So, <laughs> <laughs> See if I can get that before he does. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. We need to get somebody on here. <laughs> yeah, the no, professional snake, snake eater. Yeah, it was one. I don't care video. about the cooker. I don't want to see the snake eater. <laughs> I, want to... I just want to watch you eat him. Yeah. How'd you get into snake eating? I mean, I just got questions. You know. <laughs> oh man. There was one YouTube video. Just one? That's an untapped market. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I've got to make a, a snake video. Now. <laughs> Me and my snake eat buddies. <laughs> you, you cook it, but then you you're like, I ain't going to try this yeah, one. I ain't going to try this one. It's <laughs> <laughs> one nasty water boxes. I wonder if you can eat those. Mark would probably try it. <laughs> Just, I mean, I'd if I was going to eat a snake, I'd eat one of them big boas or anacondas or something like it's got some meat on it. Mm-hmm. Not a little. Yeah. Little tube. At least a, a forest snake or something. Something that looks like something healthy. <laughs> I don't know. The rattlesnake's pretty big, I guess. The one gotta I be dry. It's gotta be. Yeah. I imagine it's a little like gator. I would imagine so too, yeah. really. Talk about it. I mean, I'm sure it's got white meat. It seems like it would be. 
The guy said it tastes like chicken in the comments. Everybody says yeah. that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what kind of chickens these people been eating. <laughs> <laughs> evidently, it's not the same kind of chickens we cook. It's not Sanderson Farms chickens. They done bred the rattlesnake taste right out of them. <laughs> Well, Malcolm, that's all the time we got, today. We got today. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all. Well, first off, Tyler, where can they find us? I'm trying to jump oh, ahead. Real quick, we have an event coming up. Yes. March, March 19th, 19th, here at the shop, 496 Whitfield Drive in Hernando, block or two north of the Connection Gym. Why we give that landmark? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't even know it looks like Connection. They're searching like C O N N E C T O. I know it's spelled completely wrong. It's, our it's the word you can't pronounce, Jim. Locally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Yep. And we got Traeger coming out, Bull Boss, got lots of different demos. It's going to be like a huge yeah. learning experience for everybody involved. So it's going to be great. And where can they find us, y'all? Uh, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. TikTok, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, let's share some more snack recipes. <laughs> I'm curious. There wasn't a recipe with it. It was just pictures. Oh, okay. And y'all can share all of those snake recipes on our Facebook community <laughs> yeah, page. Yeah. Let's get to cooking. I had a barbecue right community. And also make sure you check out all of Malcolm's favorite recipes on the How to Barbecue Right app or on howtobarbecuerite.com. That's right. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today. And we and appreciate uh, Bree coming on from, from Elda's Kitchen. That's right. Y'all yeah. get, uh, check that out. And we will see y'all next time. We're gone.